no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Bears Essentials. On today's show, we recap the Bears' 28-13 victory over the Lions and much more. What's good, Press? I got nothing good for y'all, man. No, your boy, Press. this was a, a game-time decision if I was going to be able to record today, but I don't want to leave my boy Dub hanging, and I definitely don't want to leave the audience hanging, but just no audience. As soon as we get done with this fucking show, I'm going to bed. Yeah, Press, I hear you over there, man. Hey, at least the Bears won yesterday, man. That uh, put me in a good mood. I got fucking sick at the game yesterday, man. It's not COVID. I took a COVID test, so I want y'all over here <laughs> talking about some prayers got COVID. No, I ain't got no COVID. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> not feeling <cool> us. <laughs> you know how people get to talking, they do. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. And we already know that COVID isn't going anywhere, man. Anytime soon, at least Hell, what I no. see. Um, but the thing is, bro, I know you're sick, man. I hate to see you like this here. But to your point, man, I'm glad the Bears got the victory for you. And for you been out there, man, holding it down for us in that stadium, cheering the Bears on. Sure, that guess what? AW, you weren't surprised because remember, you had them Diddy Green vibes going on the last show. You been your ass was over there, like I said it with my chest, the Bears are going to win. <laughs> and I respected it, AW. I tell you, at the time I respected it because I didn't have that same faith. And look no, at you me didn't. Here. Wrong. <laughs> I was wrong, AW. Hey, look, bro, it's all good, man. And the thing is, you know, you and I both see how this defense, man, has been stepping up. And that's why I was mostly confident in, you know, the defense. And um, it was just good to see the Bears go out there and finish the game, you know. And that was good for us to see, you know, that, hey, you know, you got a lead. You held on to it and you shut those guys down. I'm telling you one thing, man. Uh, Jared Goff, he showed us who he is. That man does not like to play outdoors. He folded on his team. And the Lions, listen, we've been giving them props. But the Lions-Lions in that game on Sunday, that's the Lions team that I remember from the past. They folded quick. <laughs> and our Bears defense, man, it popped them in the fucking mouth. And we've been saying this so much on this show, A-Dub, about that acquisition of Montez Sweat and yes. what it's done for this defense. Brother, I just can't say it enough. It's a whole different vibe on that team. Ever since Ryan Poles made that trade for him, man, this is not the same team that was trotting out there before that acquisition. I mean, we talk about the takeaways the Bears have got in the last three games. We're talking about 11 of them, Chris. So that tells you a lot right there. But Montez Witt has really changed that defensive line with getting home and applying pressure. And it has opened up things, like you said, for others. You know, in Guacway, Justin Jones, you've seen everyone getting on the action, man, with applying pressure. And to a point that you made on a couple episodes ago, you talk about hey, the benefits of having a pass rush, right? Because we didn't have that pass rush earlier in the year when Allen Williams was the coordinator. And guess what? Our secondary was getting cooked. Right. Now you got a secondary out there that's playing at an all-time high. I mean, you look at Jalen Johnson out there, he don't have no worries. And I don't even want to just give him props. I just love the way that the young guys are playing in that secondary. Tyree yeah. Stevenson, Terrell Smith, brother. Man, these guys are, man, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Don't even get me started on Jaquan Briscoe. I lost my motherfucking mind yesterday watching him play. He is a fucking animal. Yeah. And Chris, you talked about Jaquan Brisker and how he plays. He does not play like a young player in the NFL. 
No he way. plays like a veteran. And you talked about that. And just seeing how he played against the Lions in that 2013 victory, he went out there, man, and put on a show. Listen, only two people left at, at Soldier Field yesterday. Jaquan Briscoe was one of them, and I was the second one. I think we left it all out there at Soldier Field because I got <laughs> nothing. And Jaquan Briscoe, those 17 tackles, brother, I felt like every time there was a play to be made, he was right there along with TJ Edwards. It was a, it was a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, he was all over that field. I mean, that guy was making plays after plays, and that's what you like to see from him. But, man, what an amazing game. And this is the thing, too. We talked about it on the last show where Cole Komet was talking about how, hey, they're they're gearing up for a playoff run right now. And I kind of made fun of it because I'm just like, come on, y'all. Y'all ain't winning out. But you can tell, man, this team right now, they believe. And that's the most dangerous thing, man, when people have irrational confidence because there's no talking to people like that. And this right. Bears team right now, they're playing with a major chip on their shoulder. Now, we got a big test coming in with Cleveland next week, but are we going to enjoy this victory that we had against the Lions? Because, like I said, DraftKings been disrespecting us all season. AW you caught their asses out. I love that shit. He called out our sponsors like we need them, but AW was like, fuck that shit. I'm going to fuck this wrong. And I love that. That was, that was some big, you know what energy, AW. I, I respect respect. I- I had to call it out, man, because, you know, most of this season, the Bears have not gotten any respect at all. Speaking of a guy earning my respect, Matt Eberflusa slowly earning my respect. Now, I'm, I'm not going to see here, A-Dub, because you know me. I'm <laughs> the guy here that's going to make sure that the audience realize. I'm not going to get all lathered up over back-to-back wins because, you know what, that's the expectation. Right. We haven't done that under this coach. So I'm not going to get all excited over winning back-to-back games. That's what we should be doing. When you talk about taking back the North, we should have been winning back-to-back games last season. However, I'm going to give the man his props, man, because his team has not quit on him. And if anything, man, he's got this team playing at an all-time level, especially on defense, bro. I don't recognize this damn defense, a dub. You've been calling it out. The fans have been talking about how great this defense is. Matt Eberflus is coaching his ass off, and you got to give him props for that. You got to, man. And just hearing what Montez Sweat had to say, Prez, about Eberflus, that was a big. You talk about big ups to a coach. I mean, that says a lot. You know what I mean? He talked about when he where he came from, man. They're waiting on the season to end, Perez. And he said, hey, come in here. It's like a new challenge, bro. You know, people playing for each other. And he said, Coach Flew is a great coach. He keeps us motivated. When you hear things like that from a guy who just signed an extension with the team, who just got here, who can see some of that stuff, it says a lot, man. And I, I got to give Montez Sweat a lot of credit for what he see, but it also says a lot about Eberflus as well. Now, I'm going to say this, A-Dub. Now, be very careful when you compare the Washington Commanders to the Chicago Bears. That team was a shithole over there. <laughs> I'm sure he is so happy to be the fuck up out of there. But it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good point. It's a solid point because he came here and he realized immediately, wait, there's a difference here. These yeah. guys are locked in together. They're close. And like you said with the Commanders, them dudes think about Cancun right now. They ain't worried about no damn season. Nope. And I got to respect the culture. And like I said, I got to get up props to Eberflus, man, because he's kept this team engaged throughout all the drama, all the bullshit that have gone on this season. And how bad have we seen this Bears team play early in this season to where they are now, bro? It speaks volume because, to your point, I'm not going to say the Bears are going to make the playoffs, but the fact that this team think they have a shot, bro, and still motivated to go out there and try to win games – that just says a lot about the head coach and the rest of the people on this team, man. So just to see how this team is responding to, to winning two games in a row and how they still have this momentum going into the next game, that says a lot. So, A-Dub, you're Eberflus guy. So what do you think it's going to take for him to keep his job? 
well, the thing is, I want to make sure people think about this here, just the big picture. When this season first started, none of us said the Bears were going to make the playoffs, right? We gave them that, hey, this team might win. Well, you have some weirdos that were saying that, but I get your point. Yeah, exactly. Now you and I, friends. We were like, this team may win about eight, maybe nine games at max, right? Correct. At max. But the thing is, they won five games right now. If they win two or three more games, it's like, well, they right where we thought they would be despite how this season has been. So from that standpoint, Perez, if he does make it to that point of getting those wins, it's like, well, that's what we expected anyway. What more are we looking for from that standpoint, right? Our expectations wasn't that high to where we said, hey, <laughs> we look for the Bears to win 10, 12 games. No, that wasn't the ceiling for this season, right? We said it's going to be some learning, some growing, and that's where we're at right now. And now we're starting to see some growing. And then you add on the fact that these young players are now showing growth that says a lot right there, Perez. So if they continue that way, the young players growing and able to tackle on a couple more wins, that says to me, you know what? Do we really need to get rid of Eberflus? Not quite yet. I'm like, hey, give this guy another chance next season. We'll see what he does, bro. I mean, honestly, I've changed my tune slightly, right? I'm <laughs> more receptive, A-Dub, to seeing him finish out the season. Because you remember at one point, I was like, I want this guy gone like immediately, right? right? I didn't mm -hmm. want him finishing the season. But right now, I will say this. I'm proud of this team, man. Uh, that walk to and from the stadium, I smiled. I haven't smiled during that walk in a very long time. That walk is already irritating as fuck. <laughs> and then this team was fucking laying eggs out there, hate up. So right. I was proud, man. When we got in that tunnel and, they, and we had those Green Bay suck chants, it just hit different. It, it felt good, man. Because sometimes we do that when we walk in through that tunnel. I'm like, all right, y'all, I get this is a tradition, but we just got our asses beat. Like, right. I got nothing. That one yesterday, that one felt good. It felt real good. And I know that walk you're talking about, man. I hate that walk too, bro, especially after a loss. Oh. <laughs> and this is the thing. This wasn't just a regular win. It was a decisive win. Yeah. And I feel like we paid them back for giving away that game the last time. And I love that, man. That 4 for 13 play from Justin Fields in that ball game, a -dub, let's break that sucker down. Because right there, that play right there showed me Justin Fields' development here in this league. And it really did show, Press. It was his awareness. Hey, this is the free play right here. And then mm -hmm. he saw DJ Moore, one-on-one, -on -one. hit him nicely, man, for a touchdown. That's right there. We talk about maturity with a quarterback. That's the type of plays right there that we're looking for from Justin Fields. And like I said, it wasn't a perfect game from Justin, but guess what? He got the job done. He was solid. And that's what you expect from your quarterback. This is a guy right here that's showing us week in and week out that he is our quarterback one. Now, one thing that I wanted to talk about with that play, it was interesting, right? Aiden Hutchinson, I don't know how the fuck or why he fucking went off sides on that play, but he did. Right. And it looked like the Bears were doing a lot of junk to give the Detroit Lions something to think about. Cole Komet was going around in motion. He's tapping Darnell Mooney. Mooney looking at him like, what the fuck you tapping me for? But <laughs> right. But that's the thing when you talk about chemistry. What have we been saying all season on this show? The chemistry between Justin Fields and DJ Moore is at an all-time high. And in that yes. moment, they both were thinking the same thing. Go route, let's go. And Justin Fields hit him on the money. But you're right, man. They can look at each other and almost know what they're thinking at this point now. These two players work very well together, and they both have success when they utilize each other. No, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing because you remember the sequences that were going on with Justin Fields in that office before that, and it didn't look so good. And when that play happened, that was Justin right there stepping up to the table and letting people know I'm here. Respect yep. so much for number one because he was getting killed out there. They were teeing off on him. But he they made the throw that needed to be made. 
absolutely, Prince. And, and you talk about those type of plays like that when you have to make an adjustment because you know early on Justin Fields is running all over the field. But at that point, you know, Detroit Lions like, hey, we got to slow this down a little bit. So when it comes down to you have to be a pocket passer, hey, this is where you got to look for your boy DJ Moore. It's his time. And guess what? DJ Moore showed up as usual. And this is another thing about DJ Moore. Look at his numbers, man. He's on pace for about 1,400 to 1,500 yards, and that's what Justin Fields missing multiple games this season. Can you imagine the numbers DJ Moore would have put up if Justin Fields would not have gotten hurt? I know you guys don't want to hear us talk about what could have, should have been, but I will talk about it because I'm looking at this guy right here, and I'm like, dude, this was such a great acquisition by Ryan Pulse. Now, I know so much has been made of the trade for, for Chase Claypool, but I think more people need to realize that, hey, man, this guy, he could have easily put his head down and licked his wounds about what happened with Claypool. But no, he doubled down and he went out there and got Montez Sweat. I, I know a lot of people aren't going to sit here and agree with me, but I feel like Ryan Poles is putting himself in position for executive of the year. He's made some great moves. You talk about the young players on this team that he drafted. Brother, I believe in Ryan Poles as a talent evaluator. Look at the draft picks. Now, you talked about Dexter. We got a three technique that's developing right before our eyes. Look at Darnell Wright. We got a fucking bookend right tackle here that we're sh that he's showing us like, hey, you know what? I got this. I got Justin. Dude, there's been so many of his picks that like we can see here and, and, and make and make fun of. We can talk about the Bayless Jones picks, but let's talk about the ones that like really clicked. Terrell Smith, that's looking like a really good pick. Tyreek yep. Stevenson, ain't dub. Let's let's focus on the good man. This guy drafted his ass off and made really big time moves this season. Yeah, that 2023 NFL draft. By the Chicago Bears, man, it's pretty solid, bro. And you got to give it to Ryan Poles, man. He done his due diligence and he made the right moves. And they are paying golf early at that. So this is what you want to see when you talk about draft picks and things that nature prayers are hits. And you got to give him the credit for that. Mm -hmm. So for you, A-Dub, when you were looking at this matchup, we've already talked about the 4 for 13 play. We already talked about the pressure that they put on Jared Goff. What was something else that really stood out to you in this matchup? What really stood out to me in this matchup, Prez, is that the Bears pretty much said in the second half, we're going to make some adjustments. And what they ended up doing, they shut them down for an entire half. I mean, mm -hmm. the line struggled, bro. I mean, three and out on their first three possessions. That means the Bears is really stopping the run, getting home, applying pressure, and forcing golf to just throw incomplete passes. And you got to give that defense a lot of credit for applying that type of pressure on golf. And another thing you talked about, you talked about the takeaways earlier, 11 takeaways that this defense has forced. And Jared Goff, <laughs> he'll need help being a turnover machine. But so right. he's showing us who he is. And golf, time and time again, man, has gone out there and thrown interceptions against the Bears. The one that shocked me was that, you know, uh, that snap. I understand the center didn't give it to him, and the ball just bounced, and Edwards picked it up. But it's like, I'm not sure what happened there, but a turnover was a turnover. We'll take that. And listen, that was a turning point right there because that was after the Justin Fields 38-yard touchdown pass to DJ Moore, hey, Doug. So the defense went out there and gave the offense the ball back, and what we do with it? Went back and scored with Justin Fields getting in the end zone on a run play. Sealed the game right there. That was the drive to put this thing away. And we have talked about this on this show so many times. Justin Fields owns the Detroit Lions from the standpoint. They can't stop him when he's running the football. No, they cannot, man. They struggle heavily trying to contain Justin Fields. 
And the thing is, they so used to being able to go against quarterbacks who stay within the pocket. With that, they have not found an answer on how to slow down Justin Fields. No. And this is the thing, man. That's just showing you the element that this kid brings to this offense and to this team. And like I said, his teammates, they believe in him, man. They really do. They really do, Perez. And the fact that we hear a lot of other people saying that, hey, we should draft the quarterback that you always talk about. I really don't see a need for that, man. When you see and hear about other coaches talk about Justin Fields, when you hear about players talk about Justin Fields, even those who left this team, former Chicago Bear players, talk about Justin Fields, they think Justin Fields has a bright future. I can't understand why others don't feel the same way. I struggle with that a little bit. Well, you know what? They're not that building because the guys in that building, they know what's up. I have a feeling that Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles also know what's up as well. I think Justin Fields has done everything in his power. If he continues to play like this, he's earned himself another shot of it. And like I said on this, I told you I'm not going to get into the draft talk too much. But listen, y'all look at those quarterbacks in that draft and you tell me if they're better than Justin Fields. I'll wait. <laughs> so let's just be happy with what we have here. We got a guy here to start to turn a corner. And I'm so appreciative of this guy because he could have folded. When diversity hit A-Dub, he could have sat there and said, man, everybody's against me. The NFL's against me. The fan base is against me. It's not working out for me. He could have felt sorry for himself, but he didn't. And I told you guys that Justin Fields is a winner. He's won at every level in his career. What do we think was going to happen here in Chicago? Winners win. You go out there and give it your all, you don't quit. I mean, you will not talk about this. Coming back from injury. What has he done since then? He's been out there balling, man. But at the end of the day, man, he has performed extremely well and has played well enough to help this Bears team win. And they're showing people, man, that they can play with any team in the league right now. Jalen Johnson said that after the game, A-Dub, he's 100% right. When you see them play at this type of level, A-Dub, that's a locker room. Like I said earlier, they got a rational confidence. But I'm fucking with it, bro. That shit right there. <laughs> Listen, man, that's a team that's locked in at all three levels. Yeah, man, they are locked in, Prez. I mean, you got a field goal kicker, of course. You got weapons on offense. You got a defense that's playing extremely strong at this point. I mean, that's what you need. You got the right ingredients, man, to be a successful team. And right now, we've seen this team, like you say, turn the corner, Perez. And I like how Justin Fields has been leading this team. And definitely, I love how this defense has been showing up. They found their swagger. They found it at the right time. And yep. Like I said, that defense is leading. And when you think about the Chicago Bears, I always say it. Chicago Bears, we get off the off the fucking bus, running the football and playing tough defense. And obviously the running game has been, you know, a little inconsistent lately. But that defense, brother, whew, we are punching teams in the fucking face. And you hit on something earlier about our secondary, man. Just see how they've been able to respond to the pressure that the defensive line has been getting and making plays out there. That says a lot. And you feel me confident with guys like Jalen Johnson, all those guys in the secondary that you mentioned already, Prince. They've been handling business, man. And when you have to do things like that from the defensive line to the secondary, oh, you are dominating. And that's what this defense has been doing, dominate. And we keep talking about the linebacker play. T.J. Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, Jack Sanborn, these guys all look very different with Montez Sweat out there. It's hard when you got a lineman like Montez Sweat to place with that type of motor and you're not out here breaking it. He is making everyone around him up their games, and they are. I mean, I love the way these linebackers have been able to drop back in coverage, right? Mm -hmm. They've been getting interceptions as well that you talked about, Perez, before on this show. And to see them having that type of success, 
being able to disguise themselves and throw the quarterback off. Look, we're applying pressure. The quarterback will have much time to make a decision, right? So now you don't see where you all are at, right? <laughs> so now you're able to get those interceptions like that. The linebackers are doing it. I mean, they're just playing extremely well overall as a unit. Adam, anything else you want to discuss with the audience before we get out of here, audience? I know this is going to be a little bit of a shorter show, but listen, I'm gutting it out over here, but my voice is not going to uh, cooperate much longer. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it, Prez, but what I want to say, man, is that I do like this style of play from Justin Fields. I got to give him props. No turnovers, Prez. You know, mm-hmm. I understand he had that fumble. We recovered, though, but at the end of the day, doesn't count as a turnover. But the thing is, the way he's been playing right now, when Luke Getzey really give him an opportunity to be himself, roll out, and make plays, he's been able to answer the bell, man. And that's the type of way we got to see Justin Fields play all the time. You know, not only in that first quarter, but definitely the third and fourth quarter as well, we've seen that type of play. But that's what we need to see from Justin Fields moving forward, to be able to be himself, man, and make plays. Doesn't mean the running back that always make the play for him. It means that these other players got to be complementary to Justin Fields. And you know what? I'm okay with you giving some kudos to Lugetsi. I thought his game plan was solid, right? And the offense was solid. I do think, though, going forward, I would love to see that running game go back to the levels that they were before Dante Foreman got hurt. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are asking me, hey, Dub, what's going on with Clint Herbert? And I'm like, guys, the guy's hurt. He had a high ankle sprain. Do you realize how hard those are to come back from as a running back? Right. The, the ability to be able to cut and go, he doesn't have it right now. And no. the thing is, with Dante Foreman, the Bears are obviously going with the guy that they feel like is the healthy. That's why you see Khalil Herbert's carries down. Yep. But listen, we got a luxury right now because they got three backs that can go out there and get it done. That three backs who can go out there and get the job done, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. But I got to give kudos to, to Foreman, man. He has played extremely well this season, man. There's nothing bad I can say about him at all. He's came in and done his job despite being, you know, running back two or the third running back. Doesn't matter where you play at. One, two, or three, he's came in and done his job, man, and he's done it successfully. And I got to give for him a lot of credit for that. The only thing I will say for Justin Fields, now watch him at times, Perez, and this is one thing I saw in the red zone that I hope he continued to get better in, was that when you see Cole Komet got a one-on-one in the end zone, ooh, ooh, give him a chance. Talk to him, man, Give him a chance. I understand you want to get DJ more a chance. I get it. You know, it didn't work out at that time. But you had time on that third – down to go to Cole Commit. Look, Cole Commit been asked to bail for you all season. He's been the target for you. He's been making some noise. And by the way, he's earning his contract. Hey, Justin Fields, give that big boy a chance, man. <laughs> give him a chance in the end zone. He's big for a reason. Let him go with those small DBs or small cornerbacks and make a play. And that's another thing, too. I feel like Justin Fields, to that point, A-Dub, yeah, that is an area that he can work on, right? And when we were watching that game yesterday, Justin still, from time to time, is struggling to get the ball out. There's still some times where he's a little mechanical with going through his motions. However, I'm going to sit here and just pick the guy apart because I really like what I'm seeing from him. Yep. And again, like we said earlier in the show, I think he's showing everybody that he is the future at quarterback here in Chicago. And that's just me nitpicking the guy, Perez. Like, you're not hey, just nothing did. wrong with that. Ain't, yeah. no, ain't but, nothing wrong with that. But you're right, though. That doesn't take away anything he's done successfully for this team. And right now, I still feel strong that this guy should be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next season. And you talked about something that I think doesn't get enough credit. He's playing turnover-free football. We got to give credit for that because earlier in the season, we were losing turnover battles. 
right now you got Justin Fields out there taking care of the football, which, hey, that's been a problem for him, fumbling the football, throwing picks here and there. But he is playing right now at a level that he is complimenting what that defense is doing. Bruh, <laughs> that could take you a long way in a season like this. And the thing is, sometimes with Justin Fields as being a ball carrier, you know what, Press? It happens where you can fumble. You're a ball carrier. You carry the ball a lot. You're running mm -hmm. around. That can happen with a fumble, right? But the thing that we haven't seen from him really is those interceptions, man. And that, to me, is growth right there. You don't see Justin Fields going out there throwing all these interceptions, man. And you got to give that kid credit for that. No, I mean, 100%, bro. There's just so much that I feel like when we look at this team right now that we should be thankful for. Because, like I said, they could have quit. They could have folded. They didn't do that. Obviously, I love when this team is playing spoiler. I wish that we were like a serious contender for the playoff hunt. I know all the games I saw them play on late Sunday night, they had the Bears over there five and eight in the, in the hunt. And I was kind of like with a smirk on my face, like, guy. It's not trying to give us hope over here now. They, they actually play spoiler. Are, they play spoiler, though. They are playing spoiler, friends. But you know what, man? Look, if we able to spoil somebody else's hopes, I'm all for it, bro. Especially if it's the Lions and the fucking Green Bay Packers. Fuck them both. Woo-wee. We got the Green Bay Packers the last game of the season. Cool. How many times <laughs> have they played spoiler for us? How many times? How many times did that Packers team come to Chicago? How many times have we gone to Lambo and we just walk away with just like getting, getting our asses kicked? Jordan Love, this is payback for all those years, man. We took it on the chip. It's about time to get some payback. And I'll tell you this, though, bro. Eberflus and Ryan Pose will feel pretty good about that victory, getting it against the Packers. Game ball time. Ada, who's getting the game ball on offense, bro? On offense, can't help it, man. DJ Moore okay. always okay. find a way to get it done. Got a rushing touchdown, Perez. Yes, he did. And then, you know, just the feels him in that critical play on that fourth and 13. I mean, what can you say about DJ Moore, man? He is a pro bowler, without a doubt. And he played extremely well against the Lions. You know, Edub, I do have something to nitpick at your boy Luke Getty about. <laughs> Go I was it. pissed off in that first half when uh, DJ Moore didn't have any targets. Ooh. And I'm like, there should never be a half with your most dynamic playmaker on offense isn't getting the football. Now, I know that they gave him the ball in the running game a couple of times, but that pissed me off. But he made, <laughs> he, he made up for it in the second half because DJ Moore was getting all the targets, bro. There should never be a first half of the game with DJ Moore's not getting targets. Rightly so. I mean, you know, on that fourth and one, when he tried to throw that pitch, had the momentum shifted over to Detroit Lions. But that's another Terrible story, though. Terrible play call. <laughs> Terrible play call. But the thing is, you're right. He had to fix all that the second half. And part of that was, hey, we got to get DJ Moore more involved in this game. And guess what? It turned out to be a success story for the Chicago Bears. And this team normally is not known for their adjustments out of the half. But I felt like they did a much better job in the second half of that ball game with countering what we saw from the Lions. They, the Lions weren't ready for what we had for them. So that that was, you know, a, a tip of the hat to Luke Getty. And then, audience, don't get used to this. Not just because I'm sick, but I have to call it out that I'm going to give this guy a little bit of credit. Now, I guess the Cleveland Browns coming up next week, Luke Getty. Now, you do some dumb shit. I'm back on that fucking bumper, bro. Back on that. <laughs> but right now, man, you get a week of, of prayers that they do giving you some credit. That's all he got right now, friends. It's going to be on a week-to-week -week basis. I'm giving my game ball to, to QB1. Again, I mean, I'm not going to belabor the point, but he's continued to show everybody why the Bears should stick with him as the quarterback next season. I thought he had another solid out end up, especially against the Lions. Now, his stats, they weren't flashy, but, you know, you and I, we don't get all caught up in stats here on this show. 
Right. He did what he needed to do to get the win. That's what's always going to trump all, especially for you and I when it comes to this show. We talked about him playing turnover-free football. That was huge. Now, people that want to play the stats game, they'll say, oh, he was only 19 of 33 for 232. Okay, well, Lamar Jackson has numbers like that all the time, but people seem to be okay with him. Right. So what's the difference? Exactly. It's all about the W at the end of the day. That's right. And the way he played, Chris, he played winning football. And you know, Iberfus always talk about complimentary football. That's what he played. And he got mm-hmm. the job done. All right, defensively, who's getting that game on? On the defensive side of the ball, Perez, it's so many people to choose from on the defense, man, you as you already know. But I got to give you one, man. I'm going to go with Montez Sweat, man. Yes, sir. I thought Montez Sweat played very well, Perez. I tell you, man, when he was getting those quarterback hits on golf, it was like, it was adding up, bro. It was adding up. And you know golf was like, hey, man, this is too much pressure on me. I'm oh, going to make some mistakes. He felt it, right? Mm-hmm. And part of that because Montez Sweat went out there and said, hey, look, it's time, man. It's time to turn up. And he did that, bro. And it made things a little bit difficult for the Detroit Lions. It's just the pressure, man, and those quarterback hits. That's what you need in the defense, and he breaks that. And like you said, look at how it revitalizes the other parts of the defense, bro. Like, seriously, ain't the great game ball recipient. But listen, we can get a game ball to so many dudes, like you mentioned, because I talked about Jaquan Briscoe, who's getting my game ball. But I think we could throw Arnold Mitchell out to a couple guys, man, because that's how well our defense yeah. played, ain't up. Yep. But I got to give some kudos here to Jaquan Briscoe. Now, he's had an up-and-down season. We know that he started the season injured, A-Dub. The fan base was kind of getting upset with him because he sometimes has a tendency of celebrating a little bit too much for people's liking. Sometimes I'm kind of like, all right, Jaquan, turn that shit down, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just go out there and play. You know what I mean? And guess what he did on Sunday, bro? He went out there and he played some ball. He was a tackling machine. He As, as a fucking member of the secondary, he was out there tackling like we see T.J. Edwards. It was a beautiful thing to see out there. And the tackling was on point. I mean, even the secondary, the pass deflections I like. That hit he put on Amir Ross St. Brown, I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, Man, yeah. Don't cough that up, Vinny, bro. Cough that yes, ball sir. up. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about, Jaquan Brisker. So this kid, like you and I mentioned, man, was just all over the field. And it wasn't a shocker to see him have 17 tackles, man. He was out there racking them up, bro. 13 solo. That's incredible from the safety position. Like I said, man, this guy right here, when we drafted him, we talked about, man, this kid right here has all these reasons of why he goes out there and plays and puts it on the line. I talked about his brother. That's who he really plays for. Brother, Jaquan Brisker, man, again, he left it all out there in that field. My thing is this, man. This defense is showing us right before our eyes that 2024, I, I, listen, audience, hear me out. I don't, don't sit up here and try to call me out for it. <laughs> 2024 could be a special season. If Ryan Poles continues the winning formula that he's done with tweaking his roster. But this defense right here, man, I'm so proud of what they've been doing. Consistency is what we've been seeing. And this is what you like more than anything else. Getting back to that old school type of feel when it comes down to the Chicago Bears. That type of DNA, that type of culture, man. And to see it slowly coming back, that's what you like. And next year can be even better, bro. Okay, you know what, audience? Since your boy Prez is in a good mood for being sick, Give my honorable mention defensive game ball ain't there. Go ahead. Get one. Got to go with Justin Jones. Got to give Justin Jones some credit, man. Big boy was out there handling business himself, man. And um, you saw him getting in that backfield as well, making things a little bit difficult for your boy Cough as well. And um, <laughs> you got to love it, man. When you're seeing that your defensive line out there putting hits on the quarterback, 
getting sacks, man, that make a huge difference, make the opposing quarterback don't want to get up or don't want to be out there. And listen, he had a team high of one and a half sacks as well. And that's what you want. If Montez Sweat is going to be getting all the attention from the opposing team in the game plan, you need the others to, to step up. And that's what we're seeing with a guy like Justin Jones. He really stepped up. And to your point, A-Dub, he was a nuisance out there, man. He was collapsing the interior of that line, making tackles all over the field. And I know a lot of times Justin Jones is the butt of a lot of jokes in, in general from the fan base. Right. But Justin Jones is a good guy. I mean, you see here that he was a Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee respected in that locker room does a lot within the community so i think it's about time that we give him his kudos because like i said he is starting to he's starting to up his game and when you're playing with players who raise the bar you raise your bar as well press and that's what we're starting to see happen here if i get a honorable mention choice audience i'm gonna go with Jalen johnson now he missed out on two interceptions uh and a, and a potential pick six in the last outing that they had against the Lions. I know I'm going to keep talking about that because I want him to run them numbers up. <laughs> but I, he made sure it didn't happen the second time around because he got an early interception on Jared Goff. And again, we're talking about that pass rush and the pressure, and it's allowing Jalen Johnson to break on footballs. That's what he does well. And he's out here making plays. That was a knock with him about his game, that he wasn't creating enough turnovers. Well, look at this season. He's doing everything people were saying that he couldn't do. And that price tag that you keep talking about Ooh. slowly rising, bro, is going Ooh. up. So you like Ryan Post? I wish you got that job done earlier, man. But wow, this dude, Jalen Johnson, is telling you right now, I'm gonna go out there and ball out and earn my contract. And he's playing, man, high level football. And the way he's getting breaks on the the way he's breaking on the ball press to get those interceptions, I mean, that just shows you, man, that he's reading. These plays very well in the secondary, man. And Jalen Johnson deserves all the kudos. Oh, he's diagnosing everything. Like I said, I, I can't speak enough to that performance. Ryan Pulse, the price of the brick are going up. I've told you that so many times. Yesterday's price ain't today's price. And uh, y'all will have a heavy decision to make this offseason. This boy's out there balling. He putting in work, press, And I'm proud of him, man. It, every time I see him go out there and going out there, man, and making everyone respect your game and your value to this team. Every time I see a Briggs truck get up, I'm like, that shit coming for Jalen. That's Jalen's truck right there. <laughs> Straight up. Every time I see one, I'm like, that's the Jalen Johnson truck right there. Because that boy right there about to hey. He deserved it, Briggs. He deserved it, man. Keep balling, young man. Keep balling. Yes, sir. Well, you know, we got to give y'all an underperformer here for week 14. Ain't dumb. Who's getting your underperformer? You're bare down. You know what, Prez? I was hoping to see more from my boy Kyler Gordon. I'm not saying we didn't we didn't need him, you know what I mean? Because the secondary done so much so well. But I'm like, hey, Kyler Gordon, you didn't give me your A game, man. You kind of went behind the scenes on this, you know, under radar. You just didn't show me a lot out there, you know. But the thing is, I'm quite sure next game you're gonna see this kid step up, Prez. But in this game here, he was a little too quiet for me, bro. Very quiet. My uh bear down for me 14 is your boy Money Boom. Ooh. <laughs> that bank, listen, man, put a sign up in front of that bank, A-Dub, say, hey, man, you know what? Go to a different bank. Because uh, this bank is, is not opening this season. I, I hate to be that guy. But uh, we pulled off a huge victory. And I know I probably did pick it up a little bit. I thought he was going to have a big game, man, after he had that 28-yard catch in the first quarter. Yeah. Man, it was all downhill from there, A-Dub. <laughs> Two catches, 44 yards. He had seven targets. It wasn't like they weren't trying to give him the ball. And this is the thing with him and Fields. 
Last year, I thought they had a really solid rapport dub. But this year, man, they just don't seem like they're on the same page at all. And Darnell Moody's been dropping a lot of passes. And that's what you expect a guy at his level, especially in the contract year, to make some of those grabs. Yep. I saw one of those passes going his direction from Justin Fields. And it did not seem like Money Moon was ready for a press. And I'm like, dude, you got one hand up. That's not the type of style I've seen you play when you're ready to get a catch, man. And it just didn't look right. I'm like, I normally see Money Moon stretched out, press, jumping, elevating forward, doing all kinds of things. But I just didn't see that on a couple of those passes, man, that were intended for him. And I don't know, press. It just doesn't look the same when it comes down to him and, and, and Justin Fields, man. Something is up, bro. Something is off. The timing, whatever. It just don't look good at all. No, it doesn't, man. And I don't know what this is going to mean for him that his chance to get in a contract extension here in Chicago. I guarantee you that when Brian Poles and his team sit down and talk, it's going to be an interesting conversation because I still think he's got value here. I just don't know how you can quantify what that number is for him going forward. That's going to be tough, man. It really is, Prez. And when it comes down to him and Cole commit, we talk about get the bag. It looks like Ryan Poles made the right Paul would give the cold commit because you see how the chemistry is between him and Justin Fields. But for some reason, man, it ain't looking the same with him and Justin Fields. So that bag may not be what Money Moon is looking for because one, he don't have the numbers. And then two, just watching the tape, it just don't look good between him and Justin Fields at this point. So what that means is you may be expendable, bro. And that's unfortunate, especially if the Bears decide to draft a wide receiver in the draft. Yeah, I think they will. I mean, if Marvin Harrison Jr. is there on the clock, available, that's a no-brainer. Right. That is a no-fucking-brainer. So <laughs> I, I think, yeah, there's definitely going to be a wide receiver drafted, and I just can't imagine a Bears offense with Marvin Harrison Jr. and DJ Moore. That shit would be scary hours for the NFL. Scary hours. Do you really need money, Moon, if you're going that direction? I mean, you know, you can throw him in the slot. I mean, if you could bring him back with a friendly deal, a team-friendly deal, maybe a one-year prove-it type of deal, maybe. But if he's looking for a multi-year extension, I just don't see it, man. I really don't. Well, I got to say, Prince, at that point, the bank is closed, man. We shut it down for good. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, bro. I, I told you to go ahead and go home. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> go home, man. You, you know, you're a good man, but – uh. You know, I just don't feel like your loyalty is being uh, appreciated right now. So just go ahead and go home, uh, and we'll let you know if, if if that bank will reopen in the future. But right now, nah, it's a done deal, man. It's a done deal. I'm going to go ahead and shut it down then, Prez. I'm going to shut it yeah, completely man. down, man. I'm yeah, moving man. on now, man. The bank closed, y'all. Don't ask me about the bank no more. It's closed down and shut down, man. See, there you go. See, and now A-Dub <laughs> is, is finally on the side of the righteous, right? And I, and I appreciate that, A-Dub, for having that come to Jesus moment because you was in denial for a long time, brother. You was in denial. But I'm glad I you tried. realized, man. I tried to hang in there, Prez, but to no avail, man. I got to move on, man. And I got to continue to appreciate what I see between Justin Fields and DJ Moore. See, A-Dub like that guy that he romanticizes his woman when she was doing all those things right, right? But he don't see what's in front of him. Like, hey, man, this motherfucker don't mean you no good, A-Dub. And that's what I'm seeing right now with Darnell Booney. I'm like, he don't mean you no good, bro. <laughs> hey, man, it ain't been going right for me, Prez. I got to move on, bro. Got to move on. Yes, sir, Maya said it best. But, you know, before we get out of here, Matty Refluce, he deserves his credit. I gave him his flowers a little bit earlier. This is a guy, honestly, man, 
that could have folded. He didn't. He had his best win in his Bears tenure against the Lions on Sunday. Back-to-back wins for the first time in his coaching career. I know I kind of talked shit about it earlier. But listen, man, I love the improvement. I really do. I love the fact that this team is showing us a pulse, especially the defense. And, and we'll see if uh, Matty Mafus can somehow win out, if they can beat Cleveland next week, leaving that defense with, with the Browns have, they always give us two problems. Yeah. <laughs> but then you also got Joe Flacco, 38-year-old Joe Flacco out here making plays happen. And we're going to break that down a little bit later in the week, eh, Dub? But this Browns team coming up, that's going to be a tricky matchup, man. It's always been tricky playing against those guys. And it's going to be another game like that. So, but I am looking forward to it, man. Can't wait till we break that down. Listen, that's when Justin made his first career start. Remember that game you and I, we were out, and psh, that game did not look good. He got smacked. Don't think it was like 26 <laughs> and 6. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was a wrap, man, by halftime for his. You were now yeah. like, we're done. We're out of here. We cooked. Yes, sir. But listen, man, audience, I'm going to get over here and take my ass to bed. Like I said, man, I wanted to get you guys a, a, a recap in here. You guys deserve it. You guys listen to this show. You're loyal. I said, you know what, ain't dub I'm going to leave it all on the table. But your boy Prez, man, I'm shutting it down. Man, go and shut it down, bro, and get well soon. I'll check up on you, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all, audience. We're going to have that Bears preview pod a little bit later in the week. Thank you guys all for your continued support of the platform and for helping us a top-tier Chicago Bears podcast. Well, to Cleveland, but we are out for now.